0: Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the Punter Podcast, I'm Chris Barnett. Kelso's biggest meeting of the year on Saturday sees the more Battle Hurdle as the feature race. A £100,000 bonus is on offer to any horse who wins the Moor Battle and then goes on to win at the Cheltenham Festival. The feature race at Newbury is the Great Wood Gold Cup, with the Grimthorpe Chase the highlight on Doncaster's race day. City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdale previews the best of Saturday's action with Wally Pyra looking ahead to Sunday's meeting in Hong Kong. Well, Bill, only a few more days now. We're counting the days down to the Cheltenham Festival. Seems like we've been counting for for ages, but we're not far off now. And we thought we were going to have a dry spell and everything would be all hunky-dory. And now they're saying we're going to get a cold spell coming in. Next week, so a week before Cheltenham, that's that's going to mess things up again.
1: Yeah, it's they're talking about potential snow next week, and uh, Sandown have got a big meeting midweek, and they're worried about whether that'll be on. And Mm. yeah, just it's just the constant changing weather. I mean, there's not that much rain in the forecast um, ahead of Cheltenham, but that keeps changing on a kind of day by day basis. So hopefully, they get a bit of water. I mean, they've they've put loads of water on already anyway at Cheltenham, but we just got to see whether it's a cold snap or not that hits first.
0: It's not so much the ground, what I was reading and, and hearing this week, because Cheltenham had one of their big days, the handicap days, didn't they? Clark, of the course, was saying that some of the grass, is, you know, the covering's not great. and There's not really much you can do about that at this late stage, though.
1: No, d- d- definitely not much you can do... Um... You wouldn't want that job. I mean, wow, what a tough job being the no, park of the no, course no. at Cheltenham. You put loads of water on and then the rain comes and you have a situation like last year on the Wednesday. I mean, there's chance of persistent drizzle throughout the week. And, you know, if the week starts, good, you know, genuinely heavily watered, good to soft ground, and it started to rain during the week and drizzle each day, hmm. you could g- generally up with quite hard work on the Friday. Yeah. Um, but then if it stays dry, it's the it's opposite. You're putting four or five mils on every night it's like, a, like a flat meeting. It just becomes really hard.
0: And when I was working there with Simon Clace many years ago and doing the broadcasting there, he's got three courses, hasn't he? You know, the, the Clark to worry about the old, the new and the cross country. It's almost impossible to get them all right on the days you
1: need them for. Yeah. It's really hard. It is it is really hard. And there's a lot of racing and if, if you start on, on a track that Needs a break and needs needs rain and a bit of sunshine. Mm. Um, you know, like you say, with bare patches and stuff, it can get quite chewed up quite quick. So, yeah, really difficult job for the clerk.
0: Now, with the Cheltenham Festival, the Supreme kicks it off, as we know. Um, I think you went to see your horse, Rare Edition, at Charlie Longston's stable the, the other day. What, what's the latest news? What are the latest plans?
1: Yeah, he's on, he's on good form, so he's had a bit of an easy time since Huntington, um, he scoped bad after the race. And uh, that definitely wasn't his running. And yeah. he's been on antibiotics. And I was there on Wednesday, and he scoped clean for the first time I watched the actual scoping process. No. Um, and um, yeah, he he scoped clean. So he's back I'll do a good bit of work today, and then a good bit of work early doors next week. And then we'll make the call. But you know, ultimately, he's got to be working really well to warrant taking out that engagement but hopefully we'll get there if the horse is working well enough and he's back to his kind of pre-Kempton form then we'll go if not we can wait for entry but you know exciting times but we'll just do the right thing and if the horse is ready to go we go
0: and how exciting were you to watch Rubo come in and win last Saturday he won really well didn't he the horse that you beat quite easily at Kempton
1: yeah, that was that was pleasing. It was pleasing in a way that sometimes you start to doubt as soon as the bubble has burst, like it was a mm. bit at to, to at um, Huntington, you start to think, is he as good as we thought he was? And that when you see Rubo go and do that, you think, yeah, he is. He's he's good yeah. on his day. When he puts everything together, he's really good. And hopefully we get to see the real rare edition at, at Cheltenham. Well, we've got three meetings to look forward to
0: this weekend. A really quite a busy day and, and quite a busy day for the cameras of the itv team as well we're off to kelso newbury and doncaster this saturday so let's uh, have a look we'll crack on with the kelso card first of all it's their big day of course with the more battle the big race of the day and of course that hundred thousand pound bonus that we'll talk about that the shunter one a couple of years ago and emmett mullins is definitely in town this weekend but we'll start off with the one fifteen at kelso two miles Five and a half furlong, seven runners on Saturday afternoon. Uh, The skeletons have got the favourite here. Horse that ran really well last time, won by twelve lengths. That's uh, Sherlock Jack. Was fantastic last time we saw him. That was uh, over at Lingfield. We got Bill Baxter in the race as well. Uh, Castle Russian goes and uh, a few others as well. Got Mia Grace in there and half shot. But uh, it was quite an impressive win by uh, Sherlock Jack last time we saw him at Lingfield.
1: Yeah, it was I mean he he fluffed his lines on his debut after his wind up um, when he fell behind the cob back in December, and then was given a fair bit of time and was really impressive. It wasn't a great race. Let's let's not beat around the bush. It wasn't a great race, but he couldn't have been any more impressive. Um, he did that off a mark of one two five. Life's a lot tougher here off eleven pounds higher. And my gut feel was to try and oppose him, um, but it's what you oppose him with. That's the yeah. hardest thing. I yeah. mean. Bill, Bill Baxter being the obvious one uh, on paper, um, but that was a really nasty fall um, he took last time. Uh, if, you, if you you don't have to go and watch the replay because it it's not great watching, but I'm always worried about when he, he was looking for the hat trick and he was still mixing it late on in the race, and he crashed out and took a really nasty fall. And I just wonder whether that will dampen his enthusiasm a bit he was he's, he's only a little horse bill baxter and i wouldn't be in a hurry to to jump on the bandwagon he 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 may be handicapped well enough to bounce mm. back here and there's loads of money for him in the ante-post build up for the race because he looks the obvious one because there's plenty of people that want to take shalak jack on but you know when i went back and watched the way shalak jack did it you know his his star is rising um and I'm not sure whether Bill Baxter's reached his ceiling and the fall doesn't help. Um, as for the others, Castle Russian, him a star, Mia Grace you could give a squeak to, but they all seem um, they've got a fair bit to find here, I think, to beat the big two. Um, loads of people will go for Bill Baxter. That's why he's shortening the market, but look, if Sherlock Jack drifts, I'd probably rather be with him at twos than I would at Bill Baxter at threes in, in, in what looks a relative match on paper, so I'll stick with Sherlock Jack.
0: It's two miles at 150, and it is the more battle hurdle. We've got uh, the maximum field of 16. There's quite a few uh, declared for this, and uh, 16 got entered, so we've got a full field. And uh, we mentioned Emmett Mullins just a few moments ago. He's in town with, I think, three horses at Kelso. McTeague's going to be one of them, and about, what, nine to two, maybe even four to one in the end for a horse that... uh, has been running, what, ran in O'Toy, then ran at Leopardstown. I don't know. He's bringing his horses over. You just don't know what you've got. It's rated 142 over here. Is it Lorna Fowler? That's bringing over Colonel Mustard, who uh, was second behind El Fabiola, which is good form, but beaten a long way and no chance with the winner on that occasion. Lo de Soud is in there for the uh, Dan Skelton team. Teddy Blue, who won quite a uncompetitive race i would have thought he was i was watching it that day over two miles at Lingfield recently but was third in the the bet for hurdle and uh that form's already been franked as we say by rubo and a few others in there as well benson would be in the lineup too so you know it's, it's a big race it's, there's a big hundred thousand pound bonus on off if you win this and win a race at Cheltenham. the shunter did it couple of years ago for emmett mullins and he's he's put that fly in the ointment again hasn't he with bringing his horse over and everyone's just gone piling in on him
1: yeah um the the genius that is is emmett mullins um he he runs three at the the meeting and it's it's one of those ones where you don't know whether to be with him or against him He, he brings some talented horses over he's got some great horses in his care and he's done some brilliant brilliant jobs um the combination of him, his owner Paul Byrne, they're they're as shrewd as you can get, and they race plan terrifically. This is a real great spot for them because they get the ten pound allowance in being a four year old. Um, so they've got a classy four year old um, who can go to potentially to race like the Boodles without a penalty if he was to win here. And he's he he's very hard to fathom. Um, I can't get his last run out of my mind. He was woeful last time at Leperstown, and you're forgiving a fair bit. But if you're going to forgive a fair bit from one um, set of connections, it's these ones. I thought nobody Yates was woeful at Cheltenham. That's why I couldn't have him on my radar at um, Aintree in the Grand National, and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. so, so you um, you have to to enter the equation with hope and mind, a forgiving mind. But it's a price thing for me he's 4 to 1 he's very short he's not 50 to 1 like Noble Yates was he's he's right towards the 4 it's a 4 year old in, in one of these tough handicaps oh, it wouldn't be for me if he wins I salute them I, I, I salute the genius that is Emmett Mullins if he wins this but it wouldn't be for me um, at the prices the classy one in the race has to be the top one of um, Alex Frost owns this and um, the tote C- Colonel Mustard for Lorna Fowler um, chasing hasn't been his bag um he was third to state man off a three pound lower mark than this in, in the, um, County hurdle at Cheltenham Marcia. That form puts him bang here, but it's a big ask off 12 stone, but he's classy. And we know classy horses can defy those marks. Um, I, I thought this was so hard, but I, I, I do like, I, I do like Teddy blue here. Gary Moore's horse. Um, uh, I was actually with the owners early in the week and, and and they gave me some encouragement. But the the horse is three pounds lower. I don't really know why he's three pounds lower than than um uh when he ran at Newbury last time behind Orkham Risk. Um I I do because it was an early closing race and his market dropped, but um on, on, on raw form he is a classy type. Kaylin Quinn takes five pounds off looks like he could probably do with this slight step up in trip um and the the reason i say that is that is the more battle is it's the same it's the same two mile trip but he stays really well and that'll help him here because it's been a bit of rain around and we're good to soft soft in places um i thought they were the most solid ones Teddy blue i thought around six 13 to two each way he would get my main vote and i would have to say i might have a unit each way on dear mark sam thomas's horse obviously he he pulled out a, a rabbit from the hat last weekend um with our power his runners are few and far between but know the stable are in good form dear mark was really good at kempton last time um form hasn't been franked six pounds higher but just looks progressive just doesn't feel like a 120 odd horse feels like something in the 130s and he may still be ahead of his mark as the age of six so i thought dear mark at around eight. And Teddy Blue around thirteen to two; those were the two I would go for in this. Just before we move on, you mentioned Sam Thomas.
0: And I mentioned Christian Williams as well. We watched that race uh, last week. Kitty's Light. At, at any stage, did you think Kitty's Light was possibly going to win that race?
1: No, no point. Did I think Kitty's. Light. I mean, that was. <laughs> I made that my best bet last week, and I thought, oh, I this know. is struggling. This is struggling. This is a mistake. This is struggling. This is struggling. I just thought, whoa, this is this is this is not going well.
0: It was one of those races where I watched the replay and I still didn't think it was going to win.
1: Yeah, well, it's, a sta- it's incredible. It's definitely a stamina thing. It mm. uh, ha- has to be a stamina thing with him. And um, he just kicks in and he-, he needs that marathon trip. And you could see he wasn't jumping well and okay. I was getting shuffled back, shuffled back. But just then as, as as stamina started to kick in, he closed the gap and and yeah, the, the rest was, was, was kind of history. But it was good performance.
0: A fantastic race to watch. I couldn't believe we weren't Anyway, at 2.25 at Kelsey is a great two. They've got 11 runners over two and a quarter miles, and Emmett's back in town, and so too is Paul Byrne. Uh, they've got uh, Farinelli in this one, who's only had three runs so far, one on its uh, point-to-point, and then had a couple of runs at Leopardstown, finishing second and third. And the mean line goes in here for Kerry Lee, and we've got another Colonel. We've got Mustard earlier on got Harry this time around with Jamie Snowden training. That one, accidental rebel for Fergal O'Brien, who's having a terrific season once again. And uh, Snake Roll is in there for to Lucinda to Russell and some others as well. Another Emmett Mullins horse to ponder, Bill.
1: Yeah, another Emmett Mullins horse to ponder. This Veron Lee is, is another extraordinary bit of placing in that he's, he's shoved straight into a kind of valuable grade two novice hurdles with 30 grand to the winner on the back of a couple of runs in bumpers um one at the dublin racing festival and one previously at Leopardstown. they were very good runs he's a, a very good horse obviously but wow you'd it's a strange bit of placing very clever bit of placing um he'll be favorite first time over hurdles two miles two look he's 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 smart he deserves to be favorite but he's gonna have to be streetwise to beat a couple of ones in Nemia line and Colonel Harry who who both actually met in the Tollworth at Sandown they were third and fourth respectively and um, uh, bolted up as you should do at Newcastle and um, uh, Neiman line we haven't seen since Sandown it was a very tough brutal race that and I put up Colonel Harry th- that day at Sandown at, at 25 to one and he finished fourth but he was great and strong and led them down to two out and just fell in a bit of a hole um, and has been out and proved his well-being since um, and Lyon we haven't seen uh, he, he, he ran really well he came from Andre Fab where he'd had a leg injury so he's a bit more fragile so that just worries me a tiny bit with him um, but Colonel Harry would be my vote here I think the Snowden team are in good form you can get 6-1 to one each way I just thought he uh, the trip would be perfect 2 miles 2 and I thought Colonel Harry was the one
0: Then at 3 o'clock 2 miles 5 furlongs we move up a little bit in distance for a handicap hurdle it's a class 2 race and we've got 10 of them going to pose for this one. Um, Mr. Ben Sutton, I imagine, rides for his father here on Santos Blue. He's ridden before and he's won twice in a row now. Santos Blue with the young jockey on board for the Dan Skelton Yard. Dance with the Wind goes in the eye right colors of uh, the Adams family for. Harriet Graham, a winner of its last two races as well. We've got Nell's son, who's had the wind operation, cheek pieces on. Mahan's glory goes in there for Dr. Richard Newland, as well as some of the others too. Uh, no Emmet in this one, but we've got Dan Skelton, and he normally has a Saturday winner or two.
1: Yeah, and I, I think Santos Blue is the one here. Um, turned his kind of form inside out since he went handicap hurdling. Was yeah, Richard was kind of seventh of... 10 behind um, authorized speed at Sandown um, in a novice hurdle back in December, which kind of earned him a mark in the low hundreds um, where, and bolted up at Weatherby on Boxing Day um, in a handicap hurdle off off that mark of 101. And then went and blew his mark of 108 to, to pieces with a really impressive win last time. Stayed on really well over two miles, three and a half at, at Chepstow. And actually, um, this step up to two my five should suit um ben sutton gets a good tune out the horse it's hard to find something to take him on i mean dancing with a win, Nelson, well educated you could make small cases out for them but they're not world beaters and i just thought santos blue was progressive step up in triple suit and i think he'll win i will keep it simple i'll stick with him
0: it's a busy day at Kelso. there were five races on the tv this weekend the 335 is almost three miles just the five runners. I'm not sure we're going to get all five of them in this race as well. We'll explain why in a moment. Uh, Lamilos is now the favourite. He was backable around about seven to two, four to one on deck stage, but now with uh, some of those horses coming out and not going there in the end, Lamilos uh, now is probably going to be fifteen to eight or so. It's won his last two races again for Dan Skelton with Harry on board. We got the Shunter now in the JP colours, of course, for Emmett Mullins. We mentioned one at this track and at this meeting a couple of years ago uh, zanza's in this race but not his first preference for philip hobbs newbury will be the first preference we'll look at zanza in a moment probably at that race where he's going to be the favorite in the other venue mm-hmm. wishing and hoping in there as well and empire steel in the end bill we could have four runners in this and uh if you were you know a bit of a shrewdie early on in the week He'd have got a decent price on Lamilos, but I don't think you're going to get a decent price on him now.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the fa- the, the, the favourite wasn't actually declared. Um, the antipode's favourite for this wasn't declared, so the Shreddies would have had a field day if they knew that wasn't running and they knew Lamilos was in and they knew that Zanzo was going to be declared. Um, Zando- Zanzo will go to Newbury, like you said, so it leaves just the the dead four Uh Look, there's loads of money around for the shunter because, and it'll shorten even more. He could be the last leg of a famous treble for these guys. So he could be in any price, but he's <laughs> been plying. He's a horse who's been plying his trade in the flat and suddenly lands back in here.
0: So if Emmett Mullins wins the first two with his horses, you you gotta wait to back Lamilos in this race because as you said the shunter's gonna go zooming in from what, eleven to four, probably into like eleven to ten or something.
1: Yeah, the first two win he will probably end up being favourite. But yeah. this is a horse who was fourth in the in the um Irish or November handicap at Nace uh, last time we saw him back in November. Um that we know we know the shunter from his exploits. Um you know he 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 a couple of years ago he won the more battle here so we know the track holds no problems mm. um he's now got different owner obviously jp owns him and doesn't hold any charter entries so he's in the grand national but he's he, he's just been a warm water in the market because people are are questioning whether whether this is the target he's rated the same as as the laminos and gets four pounds at the weight so it's another clever bit of placing so you can see the argument Lamilos comes here in top form uh skeleton horse is probably national bound and haven't seen him since he won that famous coral um or labricks trophy at newbury and um you know he's he's gonna he's a this is his prep for the grand national i thought this was tricky um if i had to have a bet And you're going to think I've been drinking early in the morning. I'm going to take them both on. I'm going to have a go. I'm going to go with a 13-year-old, wishing and hoping, um, who's eight, nine to one now, and will be a little bit shorter, but not too much shorter in a four-horse race, just because he's a horse who's very dangerous given a soft lead, as we saw in a veterans' chase last time at Sandown, and we saw at Aintree last year when he's unpestered up front and gets rolling, he can get away from them and. A decent surface over this three mile trip. He was really good when he beat Ramsey tay at Sandown back in January and ran that field ragged off 139. He obviously got hammered and he's up to 146. So he has to run in races like this. This is hot water, but Laminos will be held on to, the Shanta will be held on to, and Empire Steel will be held on to, which means that wishing and hoping will bounce away up front. Now, the most likely scenario is they'll reel him in late in because mm. the class will, will 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 get the better of him. But he might just get loose on the lead and the shunter's got his quirks and Laminos has got a, a date with Aintree in April and he might not be fully tuned up and Empire still was woeful last time. So I, I'm just going to take a chance on wishing and hoping to run a ragged from the front. He may just be a bit of value and mm. um, turning in, he certainly might not be an 8-9 to 1 chance. Remind me the next time we have a production meeting
0: to suggest that when you put up horses like that at this stage of the day, that we have an special effects of a cork popping out of a bottle in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, it, just to amplify it, the effect that you've you've had a had a couple of scotches early on in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If, yeah. I'm sure we can arrange it.
1: We'll, mm. we'll
0: just get your wife to record you opening one of the bottles and she'll yeah, send it over to and uh, stick a bit of reverb on it and we're off.
1: Uh, you're making me sound like an old soap now.
0: It's it's, it's all beautifully judged. This. The whole podcast is beautifully mm. judged from start to end. You can't deny that. Let's go to Newbury then and we'll talk about Xander in a moment. But the 210 is two miles, four and a half furlongs. It's a senior's handicap hurdle with 11 runners. This is not veterans and it's not a novice. This is for seniors. And and Harry Derham started off his career very well. Thank you very much indeed. He's had a few winners already and he's got Dia Janani Going in this one, who one last time out at Utopia, and the, is in good form, but the the yard is in good form as well. J. B. Wise in there for Alan King, who hasn't got many runners at this time of the year. I've not noticed many Alan King runners out. He's saving his power, keeping it dry for the festival, perhaps. And the source was finishing finishing third behind annual Invictus last time we saw him. Pylon goes for Christian Williams, who can do nothing wrong at the moment when you're going for those big handicaps. Williams is your man. What's up with you? goes for Ben Pauling. is in terrific form as well. And there's a few others in there as well. So, uh, Newbury, you're not too far away from there. What's the ground going to be? They're saying it's good at the moment.
1: Yeah, it should be good. Good to soft in places. It should be decent ground. I don't think it'll be... Um i don't think it'll be soft but it'll, it'll just be fair fair decent ground no excuses ground i'd have thought and who wins this one the harry durham's um
0: showing that you know working with y- your uncle helps a lot Got a lot of experience
1: yeah totally um it's for eight-year-olds plus this so there's a lot of horses that are kind of all but past their sell by date that aren't running in veterans races but they're running in horses for seniors and um dar is the is the kind of obvious one it's um this is a horse that Harry took t- from Paul and uh, was previously with Harry, Harry Whittington. Promised the world with Harry Whittington and never quite kind of lived up to that and lost his way a bit. Fun enough when he when he was under Paul Nichols's care, um, but after a fall on his debut at Donny, he kind of switched back to hurdles and bolted up last time. Uh, beat West of the Bridge um, with Paul O'Brien riding at Euxtonster and. The partnership are back together again. They're obviously off a higher mark, but doesn't have a huge amount of miles under the clock for a a horse of his age, and he's up eight pounds. I just think he'll win. I mean, I was trying to find one to take him on. Pylon's an obvious one, but he's just well handicapped, but just has lost his way. And Christian Christian Williams is back in form, but I'm not sure the horse is. Uh, wouldn't surprise me um, if he ran okay and Lock's Corner he's a horse I like of John Joe's who probably see, drop him back in trip but he's done his fair bit of winning already this season he's already won two races and was bidding for the hat trick last time and just in the back of my mind when he won at Catterick was off 116 and here he is off, off a much higher mark 127 he's just 11 pounds higher and um Maybe the juice has been squeezed out of him, so I'm going to stick with Tarjanini. I think he's he, he he might have a bit more to do, um, a bit more winning to do. And even though he's got twelve stone one, I think the race will set up perfectly for him, and I think he'll take plenty of beating.
0: Feature race at Newbury's two forty five two miles four furlongs. Uh, great name! It's the Greatwood Gold Cup handicap chase, and only seven turn up. Uh, hopefully, Zanz is going to be one of them. Probably, he's going to be the favourite if he does for Philip Hobbs with Michael Nolan in the saddle, winner last time out at Newbury. you have got Paint the Dream for Fergal O'Brien in there, who also was a Newbury winner two starts ago. Lord Baddardsley goes for Chris Gordon, who's in great form as well, having some weekend winners. The is in there for Venetia Williams. Every horse she has, it's got a French name. Amazing. And Sebastopol, we've known about him that's nine years old these days for for tom Lacey, is in there as well and a couple of others too but this is where zanza really wants to go isn't
1: it yeah it is and it's the is the story of two newbury specialists Mm. um two newbury chasing specialists in in paint the dream and zanza both perfect three from three over fences around newbury there's just something about the track something about the air in Berkshire that gets these horses rocking um Zanza was a really good winner last time. He obviously won the um, Denman Chase by seven lengths, beating Hitman. Does he know Fanny and El Dorado, Allen? I mean, it's f- proper graded form. This um, off a mark of one four three that day, even though it was a, it's a Grade Two. It's not a handicap. So um, the reason I say he's off a mark of one four three is <laughs> he's beaten Hitman. He's rated one sixty off levels so he's run 17 pounds above his handicap mark that day supposedly in the denman chase and that's why the handicapper got the sledgehammer out and absolutely bashed him so he went from a mark of 143 that day um to his revised mark of 158 so at the grand old age of nine he's been raised 15 pounds um and now here he is in a handicaps just that's that's a big ask he's got to carry 12 stone along with his friend paint the dream who's equally had a similar kind of clubbing on the back of, of some good runs. He was third to Pictoria at Kempton last time, but previously won really well over this two and a half trip when he beat the Widowmaker easily. Um I was there that day from the front off one five four. Um that was a really good run. Um carried twelve stone that day, similar he's he's up four pounds but still got the same same um weight in the saddle i thought it was a coin toss between the two um i'm gonna go with paint the dream uh on the basis that i just felt that that um zanza may have been a tiny bit flattered by that last run because i think they went too hard and they kind of came back to him um and he's also over three miles and this drop back in trip is I think it may just is, is probably the, the ideal trip for Paint the Dream. Whether Zanza needs a bit further, I don't know. Oh. Um, but look, it promises to be a real good good race. But I'll, I'll go with Zanza. Oh, sorry, I'll go with Paint the Dream. You can't change your mind in the middle of the box. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah. It shows <laughs> yeah. you how close it is. It really is a coin toss.
0: Put that top back on the bottle. We're going to go to Doncaster for two races as well. 1.30, two miles half a furlong uh, for a handicap chase. Six of them turning up hopefully for this one, Calico, another one for Skelton. Dan Skelton could have a massive Saturday, really, you know, leading up to the festival. Pay the Piper for a remarkable Anne Hamilton and her husband, Ian, who've got a handful of horses and you'd love to have own any one of them because they just give you everything, don't they? A winner at Musselburgh last time out. Excitations goes here for Pam Sly. We've got Mackenberg, who did really well in, in November, winning at Doncaster, but not quite lived up to the uh billing after that for donald mccain who always seems to get a winner here and there anyway and normally with the horses you don't fancy i think i said that once or twice before and that seems to be the case so doncaster 130 bill how do you see this
1: yeah well it's um Bon fans will have a close eye on this having calico kind of ruffled his fellas a bit at warwick last time um they were kind of dawdling around the back straight and he came up and hurried himself up up alongside Jean Bon and kind of looked to be upsetting him for mm. a few strides and then obviously Class kicked in and Jean Bon settled the score in the straight. But it was a very good run from Calico. Um and it followed a good win, an equally good win, um, in his in the build up at Southern. So visually it was impressive. Um he's kind of got his act together. A bit this season, um, lost his way a bit, became a little bit disappointing. Um, was kind of l- l- back end of last year, and you know became one of those horses that was expensive to follow. But he's looked, he's looked to kind of turn over a new leaf, and is is actually beginning to show what they thought he might show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's in here um, against Pay the Piper now on ratings. Uh, handicap ratings pay, pay the pipe is rated 142 and calico is rated 137 so he gets a nice five pounds from him and look pay pipe was a good winner last time but it would be a big shock for me if calico didn't win this um i think if he appears in the same form he was in a warwick he'll take plenty of beating um the others are there or thereabouts but i just think he's still ahead of the handicap of calico he feels like he should be rated somewhere similar to where pay the piper is if not slightly above him so getting the five pounds good bit of placing here for um the skeletons i thought calico would take the beating
0: itv come back during the afternoon at doncaster at 3 15 three miles and two furlongs into the longest race of the day it is the grimthorpe handicap chase their feature with a, a field of eight going to go to post for this one cooper's cross was a winner last time out uh at to uh, doncaster over the three mile trip for Stuart Coltard, and he's back in action again on Saturday. Does he know from the Kim Bailey Yard, who was a winner at Cheltenham back in November when winning one of their uh, handicap chases at the, the track? Castle Robin, who you tipped up to win last time out for Charlie Longston, is back again after what, 28 days? So he's had a month to recover under supervision for Twist and Davis' team, also in action with the Windsor Avenue. Sporting John. He's had a, a wind-up two runs ago. He's got blinkers on the first time. He's eight years old, and he hasn't won since January of 2022. And I, I just never know when he's going to win a race. So uh, how did you see the Grimthorpe going on Saturday?
1: Yeah, good race. Um, the Cooper's Cross will be favourite on the back of what he achieved. Um, on the track last time, obviously, he beat Captain Orr. In the Skybet chase. That was off a mark of one two eight. So life is definitely tougher now off off a five pound higher mark. But he's still probably ahead of the handicapper. It was a good performance. Um Castle Robin won well from the front at Sandown last time. He t- he too's gone up for that. I mean the class horses, does he know? Um he has to lug twelve stone round here off one five seven, but we've had a similar conversation about the race at um Newbury and and this fella just looks a cut above these. Uh, was a really good winner at, at Cheltenham back in November, and he 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 carried 12 stone that day and beat good horses like Eva's Oscar and Back on the Lash. Um, proper good stare over three miles three. This three mile two trip will play to his strength. Um, he he actually ran quite well last time. Um, he was, um, uh, you know, third to, in, in in that race that that Santa won, um, with Hitman second, um, in in the Denman Chase, and actually giving them all four pounds. So he had a real possible task there, but mixed it with them all the way around, and just wasn't that fluent late on. And Step Up and Trip will probably help him too. Um, I just thought he'd be too good for them. So he he was a pretty kind of confident selection, does he know? I thought he just his class would come to the fore and he'd win. Um, but I'm going to back in win, and I'm also going to have a pound each way at. Double-figure price on Windsor Avenue, <clears throat> an old favourite of mine. A Brian Ellison's, who's eleven years old. I'm not just backing the two oldest horses on the podcast this week that are running, but Windsor Avenue um, was a good four to Cooper's Cross last time off one four two here at the, at the track in the, in the Skybet Chase and a race he'd previously won um, last season. So we know the track is is ideal for him goodish ground is perfect for him um he won the sky bet chase last year off one four four and lines up here off a four pound lower mark um just showing few signs of life last time um i just was prepared to give him a bit of a squeak at a double picket price only the eight runners but i thought he he each way wins avenue at kind of 10 11 12 to 1 um but does he know the main win selection at around threes mm-hmm.
0: Sunday morning, nice and early, 5 o'clock UK time. They start Sha Tin Race Racecourse in Hong Kong. We're going to have a look at the card there with uh, our Hong Kong racing expert, Wally Pyra, who joins us once again this week to preview the best of the races at Sha Tin. But before we look forward, we should look back again to last weekend. We spoke about it highly. The Golden 60 up in action. And the people saw he came through, Wally, Golden Sixty. He managed to win. It was a, another cracking race.
2: It was. It. I um, mean, it was a, a race that promised a lot, and the result certainly didn't disappoint. The mere fact there was only what a head in it between the two of them at the finish. Yeah, a wonderful race. Um, the unfortunate thing, as, as I say, for supporters of Romantic Warrior, and, and that includes myself that everything seemed to go according to plan but um he didn't find a little too much inside the final furlong he he seemed to be wobbling a little bit and golden 60 who was so full of himself and looked so well and relaxed had enough energy at the end to overpower him near the winning line so a big result unfortunately and i don't know I as I was saying, I was one of the supporters of Romantic Warrior. I didn't see too much what Karis Teaton, the jockey, did wrong in, in the race, but obviously the owner wasn't too happy. Mm-hmm. And despite the Mauritian magician, as he's known, <laughs> yes. um, having won on the horse three, three or four times, um, he's been kicked off the horse and he'll have a new jockey when he defends his QE2 Cup in April. So, a little bit of a shame. I, I would imagine that James McDonald will ride him, although there's McDonald, Pert and Bowman will line themselves up for the ride. So mm. all in all, it's it leaves a just a little bit of a sour taste. Poor old Carrie's team. He didn't do anything wrong. and uh, But consequently, if you don't win, that's yeah. it. That's what happens in Hong Kong. You give him one or two chances and then you put on the substitute's bench.
0: Well, just like every good magician... He disappeared into thin air, so there he is, gone.
2: <laughs> yep, it's a bit of a shag. Now, looking at the card um, on Sunday, uh, first reaction is that it's a, a pretty average sort of card, but that's not really the truth. It's a pretty competitive, exciting race, uh, race meeting. There's 10 races, mm-hmm. six of them are which are on grass, and four on dirt, and normally races on dirt betters, the punters in Hong Kong, the local boys, they always look at this, uh, the the conditions, the surface with a great deal of suspicion because you never know how the track's going to run from one meeting to the next. All I will say to anybody who may play on the all-weather surface is that when the weather is fine in Hong Kong and they don't have rain and they haven't had rain for quite a bit, so the ground on the turf will probably be good to firm, Normally, horses that break well and get on the pace from the off, they seem to be very difficult to pass down the home straight. Famous last words, you'll find a few of the results, where horses swoop on the outside. But that's how I would look at it. So I would personally look for horses that are up with the pace um, from the off. They normally stay there or they're never too far away. Anyway, let's let's have a look at some of the races. Um, the six o'clock, mm. it's a six furlong handicap. It's worth over three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. So how I can say it's an average card when it's worth enough a lot of money, isn't it? For yes, a handicap, it, is. Really, it is. It is. It is. eight runners. You've got some of the old usual suspects in the race, like Courier Wonder for the lucky swainers now remember about with courier wonder he ran well last time out and it's the first time in 10 races that he doesn't mm-hmm. face he's not racing in group company all these mm-hmm. last 10 races have been in group company he drops to a class two. so despite having top weight um and got hugh bowman on it yeah. he must he must have a chance uh, opposition includes our old favourite Duke Y, he's trying the speedball nervous witness and the bottom weight lucky with you with Teetan on David Hayes, now David Hayes has finally cracked it he had a couple of winners at the Valley on Wednesday so he he must be a little bit bullish about the chances with lucky with you, bottom mm-hmm. weight so all in all a difficult race, if I was going to play, probably i Take lucky with you, but I wouldn't be confident. But it's it's a good race to watch. Yeah. Now, we come, I'd, I'd, I'd start on the all weather, um, the seven o'clock race. It's a six furlong trophy race. Um, it looks a, a, a pretty competitive uh, handicap. You've got Shining Fortune, John Size, Caris Teaton. They teamed up on Wednesday with a winner at the Valley, the Multiplier, who who was, looked very, very good when he went over six furlongs earlier in the season. They then tried him over a mile and it didn't work. But he comes back to his favourite trip. And a horse that gives me a lot of interest here is a horse called Lucky Ruby. Hasn't won for quite a long time. You can ignore his last two runs. He's finished right at the back end of the field because they were both on turf. Um, he's never won on turf, this horse, in his career. But he goes down a couple of Pounds. He's now below his last winning weight um, it's, D'Souza teams up with Manfred Mann And when those this combination They've already had 10 winners um, this season It's got a good draw I like Lucky Ruby I think Lucky Ruby will go very good um, Half an hour later You've got a handicap over a mile at 7.35 um, The interesting horse here Is a horse called Perfetto now, it raced over a mile for the first time last start, last month. You've never seen an easier winner in Hong Kong this season. You knew uh-huh. the horse was going to win before they turned into the long straight. Purton uh-huh. sat motionless, never moved on it until he sh- shook the reins in the last furlong um, and he won easily. Now, the handicapper obviously didn't like that and gave him a nine-pound hike in the weights, but He's got Hugh Bowman on this time because Pert, unfortunately, um, he may have ridden his 100th winner for the eighth time in his career at Hong Kong on Wednesday, but he's now having to sit a two-meeting suspension out. Um, It'll be interesting, a side note, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with the turnover in Hong Kong because you could, as we've all appreciated, that when Hurt Purton rides any horse in Hong Kong, yeah. there are literally hundreds and hundreds of
0: thousands of pound bet on him, blindly, whatever he rides, that's what happens. It's going to be totally different this weekend and without him there, isn't it? Because he just rides winners <laughs> every time he turns home.
2: Well, he does. As I said, last last Sunday he rode three winners. He rode a couple of winners at uh, the um, the Valley yeah, on I mean... on Wednesday. He has, he's he's about 101 winners. He's obviously going for the uh, the, the, the Hong Kong best record of 170 records by Moreira a few years back. He's certainly on course with that, and providing nothing happens to him and he doesn't get any long suspensions, yeah. you'd be pretty confident that he will pass that. But yeah. so he's not riding anyway. So. You get uh, Hugh Bowman on, who is the ideal <laughs> jockey to ride this horse. Right. I know he's got a big ha- he's got a big penalty, but the way he won, he could have carried another at least another ten pounds. So, I would think Perfetto has got a big chance in the eight oh five. Now, this is a Class One all weather uh, a, a handicap. It's over the uh, over the extended mile. This is another race worth three hundred and eighty thousand pounds. We've got our old favourite names like Beluga, Berlin, Tango, Apache Pass. You've got the front runner, and I was saying about front runners. True Legend. Mm-hmm. Now, True Legend won very impressively recently, ridden by Angus Chung, um, but he's he's suspended. So, you've got uh, Matt Chadwick on it and Handsome 12. They all look to have big chances. Again, if you wanted to play and have some interest, how, Chan chan cheng prince um he's a gray he's won four from 12 including uh three placings over the course and distance he always runs his race he won last time uh, well on the all weather after suffering a tough trip he probably would be my selection but okay. a very very tough race I'm I'm going through the card because there's quite a few of these races. The 8:35 is a nine furlong handicap. Yet yeah, another big race. You have got Running Glory, who beat Sen- um who was second to Senor Tober, uh, and then won last time out with Bowman. Savvy Nine, Viva Chaleur. Now Viva Chaleur for people who watch the, um, the racing this is a horse that came from France, big reputation ran very well in some group races in France, came over to Casper Founds with the idea that he would run in the Hong Kong Derby, well unfortunately things haven't gone according to plan he ran last time at the Happy Valley from an, an outside draw which gave him a, didn't give him too much chance, he didn't run too bad but he was staying on strongly over the extended miles so Maybe nine furlongs will suit him, and another horse that we've talked about on numerous occasions, Champion Dragon. Now, Champion Dragon always carries top weights in um, lower class races. He must wonder he's got a feather on his back because he's this time his joint bottom weight um, after carrying big burdens. Front runner got Matthew Chadwick on and Matthew Chadwick is an ideal partner for this horse because he he certainly knows how to pace a race uh, Chadwick so all in all competitive finds your winner and the last race I'll talk about again we go on the all weather and the reason I want to talk about this race is because it's a six furlong handicap and it's the return of a horse called uh, Addy Phil who's seeking to return I'm sorry seeking to Get a hat-trick of wins. Now his last start victory, he was he was he had the toughest journey you will ever see. During the race, you'd have said, Well, he's got no chance. He was three wide all the way round. Well, Teaton again was in the saddle. He turned into the straight. Teton was throwing the kitchen sink at him, and you would think he was going to drop back. However, it went completely the other way. This horse suddenly turbocharged in the last furlong and a half, he won by over six lengths. That's how far he sprinted clear. Obviously, the handicap is not happy with that and has given him a whopping great 12-pound penalty. You think, good grief, you don't get too many 12-pound penalties in Hong Kong. But on my reckoning, um, on my speed figures and God knows what, I still put him £7 clear of his rivals in this race just on that performance. So it will be very interesting. If he runs up to that form, he hasn't got a great draw again. He's got an awkward barrier, a nine. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how he goes on. But um, Lightning Bolt, if you look, don't want to back, back him, then Lightning Bolt is the obvious um, danger. Mm-hmm. Never saw daylight with Bowman on last start and all weather. When he was favourite, he gets a clear run. He's got a big chance. So all in all, it's a it's a pretty good, um, a pretty good morning's card. It is, and for people who like the Hong Kong horses and racing, don't forget you got on tomorrow. You've got on Saturday. You've got Senor Toba and Russian Emperor are taking their chances in um, Dubai. Russian Emperor who won in Abu Dhabi uh, a couple of weeks back. It's because it's super Saturday in Dubai, Russia, he's just getting himself lined up. He runs in the Jebel Hatta, but he's he's getting himself lined up for the Dubai Shima Classic in a couple of weeks. So but we'll keep an eye and see how he runs. But Senor Toba, believe it or believe it not, and this is the horse where if we'd followed him all his career, we would sit be sitting outside with a a tin rattling in it for (laughs) try and get some pennies in it because he's cost us so much money Mm -hmm. but he's the ratings say he's a a number of pounds clear in this race so he's got a big chance casper founds again is very bullish he's over there looking after the horse um he's got the godolphin artillery. I think they've got four horses in the race, but it would be great for Hong Kong racing if Senor Tober won. So all in all, a pretty good pretty good uh times for Hong Kong racing at present.
0: Thanks, Wally. Good luck with those selections. Thanks to Bill Esdale for his preview of the Saturday meetings in the UK. And that's all from us. Today we'll be back again next week as we take our usual look ahead to the weekends racing action in the UK and in Hong Kong. And of course, once again this year, we'll be featuring daily podcasts from the Cheltenham Festival as they go through for the four days of extra podcasting here on the City AM website. So please make sure that you join us for all of those as well as for next Friday. And don't forget to visit the City AM website. For all the latest news and horse racing tips and follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music and Stitcher to get the latest episodes as soon as they're released.